All right, so welcome to class nine of 12 in the Yamas and Niyamas preparation for meditation series. Today's class is on self-study. Um, so all of these, all of these themes that I've picked for these classes are based, um, like I said, out of the Yamas and Niyamas, which are really um, yoga's guidelines or principles for connecting both to others and then connecting to ourselves. So the last five are connection to ourselves. So this one in here, number nine being self-study. Um, so getting to know ourselves. And so Soma Yoga is a really great way to start noticing um, how you hold tension in your muscles. And most of that muscle tension is related to how we're holding ourselves emotionally or um, related to our life experiences. And so when we start to undo some of the muscle tension patterns, um, you may have experienced in a previous class, um, like just um, a remembering of a memory you haven't thought of in a long time, or a strong emotion might come up, or there might even be the, you know, the sensation of wanting to cry or, or laugh or having anger come up. Because our emotions are held in our muscles as well. So you think whatever was happening to you when those muscles got tight uh, is going to be the emotion that comes out when those muscles get released, especially if they're being held tight for decades. So self-study, I mean, we're here uh, from a yoga philosophy perspective to, uh, to remember that we're all connected. We all have that um, aspect of sacred divinity to us. Um, and that our connection to each other and our knowing of ourselves is wrapped in all these layers of experience and conditioning and our belief systems, things that we were raised with, all of our preferences, our likes and dislikes, and the way we identify ourselves in the world. So it's this process of knowing ourselves, of unwrapping all these layers, just like a present that was in many, many boxes, um, creates this pathway to freedom, the more and more we get to know ourselves on all layers. So checking in from our practice a couple days ago, what were you able to notice about discipline? Uh, and were you able to pick a daily discipline that you could do to nourish yourself, whether that's with movement or nutrition, um, or more rest or more play? And whatever that practice was, especially if it was a breath practice, and we'll touch on that tonight again, um, sometimes discomfort shows up in order to kind of hang out in the heat of that discipline a little bit. Especially if you've ever tried to cut out coffee or chocolate or anything that requires some things that aren't as pleasant. So for tonight, as we start practice, I'm going to get you to... Um, we did this last week, but I would like everyone to have an experience of this check-in. So I'm gonna start a timer, and you don't have to, not quite yet, but I want you to mentally take account of how many cycles of breath you take 
So an inhale and an exhale would count as one. And so I'm gonna time you for a minute and just notice what your breaths per minute are. And then uh, we'll check back in with that reference point after we're done the breath practice. So you don't have to tell me what it is, just, let, just take a mental note of that. So getting ready to start counting and with your next inhale, go. And stop. So just making a note of what that count was, how many counts you had, or how many cycles of breath you had in that minute. And so the whole idea of starting to bring some awareness to our breath is that it is so uh, strongly tied to both the mind and the body. So the body, breath, and mind are all are like three triplets and they're all mimicking each other. So anytime that we feel disturbed or distracted or um, you know, out of sorts in the mind, or whether we have racy mind or we're feeling you know, depressed or anxious, um, the breath will, will, will mirror that mind, our thought pattern. And the same thing with the physical body, when we're experiencing pain or bracing in the physical body, the breath will mirror that as well. So if we can, um, start practicing conscious control of our breath, we can use that as a tool to calm both mind and body. So for the breath practice tonight, first just allowing yourself, as you've probably already been doing already, just letting yourself settle into the space that you're in. Noticing the connection points where the body meets the floor at the places of most weight or most groundedness, where you can feel the pull of gravity on the back body the most. The contact point beneath the head where the shoulder blades meet the mat. Noticing of any differences left to right side. One shoulder feels higher or lower than the other. Tracing the line of the spine and the upper back through that natural curve at the low back where the spine meets the back of the pelvis, 
and the weightedness through the back of the pelvis, left to right. Traveling down the length of the legs. They rise away from the floor behind the knee, behind the ankles. Even noticing whether your feet and toes are pointed in the same or different directions, left to right side. Angle, I should say. Noticing the entire body here held in space. And any tension or pain or discomfort that might be showing up in this moment. And where that is in your physical body. And then bringing the awareness to the breath at the nostrils. And if it's available to you or you're not already doing so, closing the mouth and allowing both the inhale and exhale to travel through the nostrils. Feeling the cool air sensation on the inhale. That slightly warmer air leaving the body with the exhale. You can bring one hand to your upper chest and one hand to the area of your navel. And noticing which hand you sense the movement of breath in more. Can you start to quiet the chest? Letting the face be soft, the shoulders be heavy. Just inviting that breath to be drawn deep into the low belly. The hand on the chest becomes still. And then letting that hand on the chest come to the low belly beneath the other hand. And thinking about that respiratory diaphragm that's tucked up under the rib cage. Each inhale, it's dipping down towards the heels. So that in breath moves downward belly does rise a bit. The in-breath is expanding into the low belly and into those side bodies. And it doesn't have to be a big breath. What we're finding is that over-breathing actually um, changes the body's chemistry. So what we're looking to find is this sweet and subtle efficient, easy breath. Like you were sipping tea, the tea of breath. 
So you're picturing the air entering the nostrils. Just a gentle inhale, about an inch within the nostrils. And then if you had a feather taped to your nostrils, the exhale through the nostrils would barely move that feather. Noticing any sound that might be associated with the breath. And at this point of being slow, low belly, subtle, easy breath, the breath itself becomes almost silent. And with curiosity, Seeing if you can notice a slight pause that occurs naturally at the end of the exhale. Can you let yourself hang out in that pause for a moment before letting the, natch, the next natural inhale occur? So finding that just right spot or length of pause so that your next inhale isn't any bigger, still sweet and subtle, slow and low. Just connecting to that natural pause. Now there's actually two sets, two muscles that are responsible for a efficient, healthy breath. The first one is that respiratory diaphragm that dips down towards the heels on the inhale and tucks back up under the rib cage towards the heart with the exhale. The second muscle involved in this healthy breath is the abdominals, the transverse abdominals actually. So you may have felt them before when we press the low back into flatten, engaging those lower abdominals to curl the tail. So we're gonna, if that helps you to connect to those muscles, you could you know, do a slight press here, pressing the low back into the floor and feeling the tailbone press up towards the ceiling, just to find those abdominals. But for the purposes of the breath, we want to keep the spine quiet. So reconnecting to that low and slow, subtle breath. Inhaling. And as you take your next exhale, engaging the lower abdominal muscles. With the full length of the exhale, just hanging out in that full contraction for just a brief moment in the pause, and then letting the next inhale soften the diaphragm and soften the abdominals.
if I use this reference today already, but if you ever had to do up a tight pair of jeans, thinking about drawing the zipper up towards the button, or using those abdominal muscles to bring in the lower core, and they help that action of the diaphragm tucking back up towards the heart, pushing all the air out of the lungs on the exhale. And so that as you slowly release those abdominal muscles, it's the natural effect of the releasing that is opening up space for the inhale to return. The first idea is that subtle breath. And then we add core breathing, which is engaging the abdominal muscles to pair with the diaphragm in the breath. You can let the arms come to rest. And just stay connected to that gentle pause at the end of the exhale. The breath is just slow and low, sweet and subtle. And I'm going to take another minute on the timer. And I would like you to again check in with how many breaths, breath cycles happen for you in this next minute. So getting ready to start counting, and I will start the timer now. And stop counting. Noticing if those, if the count has lowered, taken less breaths per minute since the beginning of practice. And so by incorporating this efficient, subtle breath, it impacts all of the systems of the body. When we're efficiently breathing, using the diaphragm and the abdominal muscles in tandem with the breath, we're massaging the internal organs, helping with, um, if, with digestion, with moving lymph through the body. Um, we're oxygenating the system better. All of these things are contributed to a healthy body. We get more brain or more oxygen to the brain, so we have better and efficient um, memory retention. Um, our biochemistry or the body's pH 
comes into balance. So we're not um, too acidic or too alkaline. So when we can consciously use the breath, we can um, really increase our overall health in the body. And we'll build on that throughout the last couple of classes. So we're going to transition into the movement piece of the practice. So bringing the knees bent, feet flat on the floor. And we're gonna play with the six directions of the pelvis. And so as we you know, do these movements in Soma Yoga, um, when we're first starting, I don't generally do too much cueing of the breath with the movement. But as you start to grow in your practice and connection with uh, that in inner sensing of your body, um, there are, you'll start to notice the natural mechanics of breath and body movement. So that when you are doing any movement that is engaging the backline muscles, so for us, um, we're gonna do this coming into arch so that as we send the tail towards the floor, sensing that low back arch start to rise, it's always gonna be prepared with an in-breath, with the inhale. And then letting that exhale soften you back to neutral. Even noticing here with this movement, inhaling into arch and exhaling back to neutral, can you incorporate that gentle pause after the exhale and let it be a pause from both movement and breath? And letting yourself ride the wave of breath natural length of the inhale as far as you would like up the spine towards the shoulders. The next time you make your way through the exhale to neutral and taking pause there. So this next movement going into the opposite direction of flatten. You'll also, you'll notice so that anytime we're engaging the abdominal muscles or the frontline muscles, with the abs engaged, that's when we wanna pair that movement with the exhale, the natural mechanics of the breath. So inhaling from neutral, and as you start to take your next exhale, 
engaging those lower abdominals that draw the tailbone up towards the ceiling, pressing the low back flat into the mat, hanging out in the pause of that abdominal contraction. And as you soften the release of the ab abdomen, letting the next inhale, ride the spine back to neutral. Taking a few passes on your own time. Bringing that frontline contraction as far up the body towards the shoulders as you would like. Starting to make your way back to neutral spine. Taking pause here. We're gonna come into kind of a lateral movement of the pelvis. So thinking about the left and right hip bones as opposite ends of a canoe. And then starting to send a little bit of pressure down the bottom of your right foot. So you don't have to lift the back of the pelvis off, but just notice how when you engage the pressure through the bottom of that foot, it starts to lighten the pelvis on that side. And stay with that right foot press two or three more times. Noticing the body weight shift to the other side of the pelvis. You can also send a little bit of engagement through the side body on the right side so that that right hip bone starts to rise up towards the ceiling. Letting yourself head back to center. And when you're ready, switching over to the left side, just starting with a couple of gentle foot presses. 
Noticing any differences right to left side. Especially in any jumpiness that shows up as you release the pelvis back to contact with the floor. Being really small and sweet with this, if you've ever had any, or you have any existing SI joint pain, Letting yourself come back to center. And now I'd like you to find your hip crests on both sides with your middle and ring fingers. And then bringing the thumb up to find the edge of the lowest rib on your side body. And now you're taking a measurement ribs to hip crest here, left to right. And thinking of um, like a turntable, like if, the, if your low back was on a turntable and you started to hike the right hip up towards the right armpit. So sensing into that side body shortening between ribs and hip crest and releasing back to neutral. And playing in that right side hip hike two or three more times. Feeling the physical length shorten. So contracting into that right side body. And as it contracts, the left side naturally lengthens. Missing any jumpiness or shakiness in the muscle either coming into that contraction or through trying to connect to a smooth release. And once you've found your way back to neutral, Trying that same exploration on the left side of the body. And what is the same or different on this side? Continuing to invite the breath, that slow and low, subtle breath into the low belly. And 
then letting yourself find some tick-tocking motion side to side, noticing how the pelvis comes into that side bend, left to right side. And can it be free and smooth as if your tailbone was the pendulum of a grandfather clock? Noticing any places along that arc that are sticky. Especially if you carry, you know you carry some low back tension on one side versus the other. It might feel easier to connect to the hip hike on that side. And then conversely, when you try to bring it to the side without as much tension, there might be a little bit of pulling on the side that's normally tight. So hip hiking slow and controlled is a great way to unwind some of those side body tension patterns. And starting to slow that movement down and head towards stillness the next time you pass through neutral. I'll invite you to take two or three presses of both feet together in tandem into the mat. Starting out fairly low, like maybe enough to fit a sheet of paper beneath the back of the pelvis and the mat. Feeling the engagement of both upper leg muscles. Letting the back of the pelvis float gently off of the mat to whatever height feels good for you tonight. Those two or three passes. When you release out of that last press, allowing yourself to send the legs out long, connecting to another SOMA scan, noticing anything that has shifted since the beginning of practice. So our next piece of movement will be uh, the practice on our bellies. So 
getting yourself rolled over and set up comfortably, either on a folded blanket or on a bolster, uh, such that the, the whatever prop you choose is in between your collarbones and your hip crests. So the arms and legs can kind of um, have some space to rest over the blanket or the bolster. And the arms will run alongside the body, palms facing the ceiling. And so here in this position, also um, having something beneath the forehead if you don't already so that you're not um, mushing your face into the floor. Because we're gonna keep the head, um, the nose pointed towards the floor just so that we have that nice neutral spine, neck, head as an extension of the spine. And Normally, well, we usually do this practice on our back and call it um, the six-point practice. So this is a six-point practice prone or on your belly. So if you carry, have a tendency to carry a lot of tension behind shoulder blades or in the low back, the hips, being in prone position um, increases the sensation of gravity on the front of the body. So we have more space to release out of some of those backline tension patterns. So we're going to start with the forehead. So all of this should just be ease-filled, gentle, pain-free, as always. And so we're going to pair this exploration with the breath as well. So inhaling here on your belly, feeling that low belly expand into the floor. And as you exhale, gently pressing the forehead into the blanket. Just enough to start to feel those frontline muscles of the neck engage and then soften. So exhaling, press, inhaling, soften. And even notice as you press the forehead into the blanket, is anything else turning on in the frontline muscles of the body? Do you feel twinges in the abdominals or maybe in the adductors on the insides of the legs? We're all connected by this fascia sheath that encapsulates all the muscles. So if you have really strong tension holding patterns in some of these muscle groups, it's a natural uh, response that you will feel them um, in the other connected areas. So letting the head soften, the neck soften, face and jaw soften. And we'll come down to the tailbone. And so normally we'd be on our backs um, for the for the flattening motion. So this, as a, again, as you exhale, I'm going to curl the tailbone in towards the floor, 
with that exhale, engaging the lower abdominals. Kind of hanging out in that pause of full contraction. And then inhaling, softening, letting the abdominals release. So you might even sense that the low back is being pressed up towards the ceiling as it flattens out of its natural curve. This position on our bellies can sometimes feel a little high load. So if at any time it gets uncomfortable, then feel free to come out of it with anything we do. It's a completely different sensation doing the six point practice on our stomachs. So letting the lower body start to find neutral and taking pause. And thinking of the forehead and the tailbone as those two anchors or two um, ends where we want to connect that bungee cord. And so taking an inhale in neutral and as you exhale, starting to connect those two points towards each other, forehead to tailbone. You can even gently squeeze the shoulders in towards each other. So that whole frontline pattern of contraction is coming on with the exhale and softening with the inhale. And the next time you find yourself in neutral, taking pause. Taking a few cycles of breath here without any movement. So coming back to the forehead, the head, the neck. From neutral. As you start to take your next inhale, starting to lift the forehead away from the floor. Again, just slow and sweet and subtle. Doesn't have to be a big lift. Just enough to feel those back muscles of the neck start to turn on to lift the head. And then soften and release. Again, noticing if any other muscles want to come on to help. There's twinging in the shoulders, further down the low back. Being curious how, how low of lift you need to maintain to just be able to do the movement with the neck muscles.
you might try one pass a little higher and just notice what muscles you start to feel engage to allow the head to come further off of the floor. And then soften out of that back to neutral. Letting the forehead come back to connection with its with the blanket. Letting the upper body find stillness. And back to the tailbone. This time as you inhale, sending the tailbone up towards the ceiling. So increasing that low back arch. Again, just gentle, pain-free range of contraction. And as you exhale, softening. Letting that neutral spine return. So what you might notice if you were on your back, that arch feels like a bigger movement. And on your stomach here, it feels like it's a much smaller movement. Different relationship to gravity. And letting the low body soften back to neutral. Of course, we're going to combine those two patterns. So the back of the head and the tailbone are going to draw towards each other. Of course, the idea isn't to connect these two points, but just to complete that backline contraction of arch. Feeling all the muscles turn on with the inhale and soften throughout the exhale back to neutral. Could even feel the shoulder blades drawing back towards each other with the last couple of repetitions. And letting yourself start to find your way back to neutral and taking pause. Even noticing in this belly position whether it's possible to continue to just breathe through your nose. As long as there's no congestion or anything that's arising in the sinuses.
So from here, heading with your awareness into your right shoulder blade. And we're gonna to start to let that right shoulder blade slide closer to the spine. Noticing any jumpy places along the release. The next time that right shoulder blade draws closer to the spine, at the top of that contraction. So getting curious if you can draw the shoulder blade down towards the hip. So you're retracting it towards the spine and then drawing it down towards the hip, kind of in this double pattern. And as you exhale, softening out of the depression and out of the retraction. Letting yourself find that double pattern. One more pass. Retraction and depression. And fully letting that right side come to rest in full release. And coming down with your awareness into the left glute, the left bum cheek. And can you bring a small and gentle contraction to just the head of the glute? So the leg stays at rest on the floor Gentle squeeze of the left cheek and then release. And is that release smooth or is it jumpy? The next time you come into that left cheek squeeze, letting the whole length of the left leg start to float a little bit off of the floor. Just low to begin with and releasing out of that. And letting that lift happen three more times at your own speed and height. Whatever range you choose, trying to keep the upper body out of the movement. You may even notice as you start to approach the top range of that lift, you might feel the twinge of that right shoulder wanting to get involved.
So then letting it with your next left leg lift, letting the right shoulder blade retract towards the spine and draw down towards the hip. Letting the full pattern soften and release over the support of the bolster or blanket. Taking pause and a breath and coming into that full pattern one more time. Connecting to that low and slow, subtle belly breath. Even contrasting and comparing here in pause, left shoulder versus right. And does the, fr the fronts of the shoulders feel like one is closer to the floor than the other? Or that there's more space behind one shoulder blade in the spine versus the other side? Then coming in to the left shoulder blade retraction. Just the retraction movement. This side is smoother or jumpier through that release than your right side was. In addition to the retraction of the shoulder blade coming closer to the spine, depressing that shoulder blade closer to the back of the hip crest. Starting to let that left shoulder head towards stillness. In release. You're noticing that as you soften that left shoulder, is there a little bit of residual tension that gets released in that right side as well. And then coming down into the right glute cheek. 
connecting to two or three gentle contractions. Just in the glute. If you've had sciatic pain on the right side, this might be a little shakier through the release than your left side was. And then the next time you come into that right glute contraction, allowing the leg to start to come into the movement as well. Trying to keep the upper body, the shoulders out of the movement. Gently increasing the lift with each repetition. Noticing as the height increases, that diagonal pattern wants to travel up into the left shoulder. So allowing it to connect. As the right glute engages, right leg lifts, left shoulder blade draws closer to the spine and down towards the hip crest. Inhaling into that diagonal arch between right leg and left shoulder. Exhaling, releasing all the way through to neutral. Letting yourself find that full pattern one more pass. And heading towards full release. Checking in with the fronts of both shoulders. Noticing how they're held in space. Left versus right. Connecting to the littlest of hip hike left to right side, shortening those side bodies between rib cage and hip crest. We're seeing any differences there. Particularly any changes since that last check-in with the side body. 
When easy does it, you can press back into child's. You're taking pause there. Um, our next transition will be to whatever position you want to take for relaxation. But giving yourself a few moments just to pause and breathe there in child's. And then whatever you need for relaxation, if you want something behind the knees or any position you want to take relaxation, it might be on your side, it could be on your back, whatever you would like. I'm starting to reconnect with that subtle breath practice from the beginning. That slow and easy sipping of air at the nostrils. The breath is barely audible. Mouth is closed. Hanging out in the pause after the exhale. Coming back to our theme of self-study. As we start to unpack the different patterns, the different conditioning beliefs that are held in the different layers of the body whether that be with breath patterns or belief patterns or thought patterns. As we start to let go of some of these or re-educate old patterns, strong and sometimes painful feelings can be released in the process, whether it's in the physical body or mental or emotional bodies. These feelings often relate to memories we have unconsciously stored memories that have contributed to these patterns, these holding patterns in the body. So just like returning from a trip and unpacking each item from the suitcase, when we study ourselves, we must bring an open willingness or curiosity to look at our stuff and to feel the emotions that come with what we find. So what might appear as a discouraging or not always comfortable process is often a cleansing release in disguise, a literal unpacking. The breath is the way to connect ourselves and breathe through the work of discovery and letting go. So as you connect here to yourself in relaxation, Picturing breathing in a beam of light, 
So drawing that light in through the top of your head, inhaling all the way down to the bottoms of your feet. Filling the entire body with light. And as you exhale, this light goes out through your heart into the world around you. This light or energy connects us to all things. The same energy that grows acorns into oak trees has brought you forward from infant to adult. It is the same creative energy that you use to create the life you have. If we use Lake Superior as our metaphor, as the collective pool of this energy or light, everything in the universe, every tree, every animal, every person. And seeing yourself as a cup or a container of that big body of water. And you're floating in Lake Superior. And the vessel of you, this temporary human body, is filled with this collective energy. You are in the lake as much as the lake is in you. We've all come from the same pool. We all have the same potential and come from the same source. The key is how you treat the water inside your cup. It's how you treat yourself affects the water outside of your cup as well. So as you breathe in that light, inhaling into your body, exhaling out your heart center to the world, bringing in those thoughts of love and kindness and compassion, filling you with abundance and gratitude and peace. And as you breathe out, sending that light out of your heart, radiating into all the other cups that surround you. 